0: Hey what's up
1: B-O-B-D? and welcome back to another episode of the BOBD podcast. And today, I'm so excited. We have with us a phenomenal force throughout the state of Florida. She is doing some incredible work helping to impact lives for for minorities throughout the state, particularly for black minorities, and we're going to learn a little bit more about the work that she is doing. Emma, thank you so much for joining us. How are you today?
0: I'm well, thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I'm so excited, um, Ema, for this conversation because I think you're probably one of the first um, guests that we've had that sort of has a nonprofit and is doing some work in the nonprofit space. So I'm excited to hear more about your journey into your nonprofit. So first, before we get into all of that, please tell everyone a little bit about yourself, where you're from. And
0: um,
1: yeah, what, what what drives you?
0: So um, everyone, my name is Ima Petion. I am from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, born and raised. Um, <laughs> I am um, Haitian background descent. I basically, my background is in social work. Um, I have my master's in social work from the University of Southern California. Before that, my undergrad was in psychology uh, where I played college basketball. I played um, high school basketball as well at Shanahan High School. And during my high school career, I was always invested in the community, doing work with the Boys and Girls Club um, as I attended. And that's where I received most of my community service hours. Um, So I've always basically just had a background for um, serving the community, wanting to give back, wanting to help others, and also being a minority myself. As a youth, You know, my mom was a single mom of three. Um, so I've seen her struggle um, oftentimes, but she always would collect things that we would have in the house that we were using. Um, I would always see her a ministry work with the church. I would always see her um, go to stores and purchase things and put boxes together to send to Haiti to either families or children in need, whether it was her family or not. Um, so I've just always basically just been around the ministry of giving and always had the heart to. So even when I didn't have, um, it was just always in my heart to give and help others who basically may not have had as much as me.
1: Wow. What a what a story. That certainly <laughs> sounds like you've been inspired, not just by the community that you've been in, but also, like you said, your mom. And then you also have the professional backing the, your studies that I'm sure complement really well in the work that you do with your nonprofit. Um, So I'm curious, Ima, you you mentioned that this is, this is your life's work, that this is something that you're really driven and passionate about. Um, How do you reconcile or how do you balance out the nonprofit side with, you know, making sure that it's actually a functional business as well? I think sometimes when people hear the term nonprofit, they're like, Oh, you're broke. <laughs> but right. no, it's not the case. Uh, you just gave toys to 500 kids in Fort Lauderdale, which we'll talk about. So how does the funding come into play? How do you ensure that you're able to, to keep your mission with your nonprofit and make sure that it's financially viable?
0: Um. So basically, the wonderful thing about my background um, is that Through my master's of social work, um, I was able to take on a lot of grant writing courses. So basically, even though you have a nonprofit, um, the great thing about having a nonprofit basically just means like, hey, you know, I'm going to take this. um, I'm going to take a chunk away basically from the government and I'm going to service basically these families in this area. So the government says, well, hey, okay, every time you do something for the community, you take a log of it. And basically you don't pay taxes for certain things, but as a for-profit, for example, even as the big companies, Goodwill, Salvation Army, um—the is it the Humane Society? But a lot of these bigger nonprofit organizations, you look at them and you're like, well, how do they have all these buildings? How are they able to function? Well, basically as a nonprofit, we don't pay taxes on the things that we're able to give away. For example, um, the grants that we received, the toys that were donated to us, most for-profits would have to go purchase that. These things were donated to us, and as long as we're giving it away, there is no, um, basically, compensation or any funds that we have to put out for it, if, if that basically makes sense. So, all the most basically, how we run and how we're able to continue to go is basically through in-kind donations monetary donations, grants. Sometimes the grants aren't money, they may be laptops because we have a project coming up for 12 students who, um, you know, are in a lower income area, but they need these laptops to be successful in school. We may not have to pay for those laptops, but we can receive a grant that will pay for 11 Mac laptops. That's about a good, you know, 10, $20,000, but you know, Those are programs in place as long as you're a nonprofit serving the community, there's always a grant or, um, you know, something in place to make sure that those needs are met as long as you're doing what you say you're doing.
1: Oh, that's such sound insight. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> so the money right. is there, right? The money is out there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you are in the nonprofit space or you're looking to get into the nonprofit space, it sounds like you should have a grant writer in your corner. Absolutely, or least, right? Or be
0: knowledgeable, yes, yes, about mm-hmm. those things. And that's why, like, even for me. I help other nonprofits put programs together. I help other nonprofits, um, you know, find the grants that they need. If it's basically, you know, if you need assistance, starting up a nonprofit, those are the things that I am now gearing myself towards. Um, I was a mental health therapist for about 10 years, but I just love to serve. Um, We do a number of events in the community, back to school giveaways, uh, turkey, Thanksgiving drives, Christmas events. Um, So, that's my passion and I've really just found like okay you know even in the social work sector there's so many different avenues but the nonprofit world um I mean you can be very successful in it
1: mm, ooh, I love that you can be successful in the nonprofit world mm-hmm. um, I love that I love that um and we, we may have to do a, another episode in the new year um because I definitely want to speak more specifically too about your background in mental health. Um, that's certainly a, a big interest of mine. Um, so, but uh, but we'll, we'll stay focused uh, for now. Um, let's talk a little bit about specifically your organization, the All Giving Team Incorporated. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how it was founded, how you came up with the concept of the organization, and what are some of the programs that you do? Um, I know that you you mentioned that you just get you just gave away five hundred. Uh, toys to 500 kids in Fort Lauderdale. Talk us, talk us through about the organization and some of those services that you provide.
0: So the All Giving Tree basically um, came to me one day. I was um, basically just praying and reading my word and it dropped in my spirit. I said, God, you know, I want to work full time for you. I want to serve you. I want to serve your community, your children, your people. And, you know, I thought about, well, I've always been in the nonprofit world, being a Boys and Girls Club kid. So let me put my skills and talents and academic background together. And I said, well, God, you know, I need—I know that I need a name. So the All Given Tree basically came into um, basically just reading the word and how it talks about you're supposed to sow seeds into other people's lives. So just like a tree you know, we plant seeds in the community. We're restoring communities worldwide, which is our vision. And the mission is basically, you know, we provide um, day-to-day living, daily living necessities to children, families, um, and individuals in need. So basically, if someone donates furniture to us, we find a family who may need that furniture. They make a referral and we find a way to get the furniture to them. We uh, partner families with food organizations. If they don't know about these organizations that may be in their community already, we partner them with those organizations to make sure that those needs are met. If it's clothing that's donated to us, microwaves, whatever those daily living necessities are, if we have them and they need them, we make sure that it gets to them. We also have a, um, we're starting up in the new year, our mentorship entrepreneurship program where we're giving away a scholarship for $300 as long as the student completes our six month program What we'll be teaching them, resume building, you know, how to dress appropriately to an interview, interview verbiage, how to make sure they're confident and prepared to um, speak on their behalf when they're in front of other people. Um, Basically, we're going to talk to them about how to build a business, how credit is important. Um, So a number of different things. I don't want to get too much into that. But um, basically, the nonprofit, we just make sure that we are helping the individuals that come to us. Um, no matter what that need is, either we are going to provide it to them or we're going to make sure that we partner them with another organization to make sure that need is met.
1: I love that. You hit on a lot there. I love the aspect <laughs> of financial literacy because that's certainly an area in our community that, you know, we can always improve in that area. Um, and then also the pairing with other nonprofits, you know, that's what right. I'm always looking for is like, you know, where are the opportunities for collaboration? You know, you don't efforts. So I love that you, if if a service isn't particularly provided that from your organization, you have the
0: relationships and the connections to help connect. Right. A lot of people don't know how much like resources are literally in their backyard. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this church yeah. may have a food drive on Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays. Well, you don't have food, but they're giving it away. Why don't you, you know, where's the connect? Or this school may be giving away free jackets and bikes during the holiday season. But I have three parents over here in the same neighborhood that don't know. Um, So, you know, we run across a lot of that. And so even with my background of being a social worker for over five years, just finding out that, like, wow, it's not that, you know, our parents don't want the help. Sometimes they don't know. There may be a language barrier. Um, You know, there may be other reasons why. They may have two, three jobs, so they can't go pick it up. Can we get a case manager to drop it off to their house? You know, simple phone calls. Like, so we make sure we're that middleman that gets it done.
1: Ooh, I love that. Getting it done, not just talking oh, yeah. about talking <laughs> lofty talk, but actually putting words to action. Love it, love it, love it. You um, know, what keeps you motivated to keep going, particularly with the past year, two years that we've all been through what keeps you motivated to keep doing this work during during the most challenging times
0: so i remember when i was i want to say 11 12 years old we that summer my mom um she was working two jobs you know trying to make ends meet um my mom for those who missed the beginning she was a single mom of three um i remember her going to apply for food stamps and they telling her that at the time um, she made too much, and she was a maid, and she was making about fourteen thousand dollars a year with three kids, right? So that summer, we didn't really have food in the, um, you know, in the fridge. The bills were paid, and my mom always made sure, you know, the lights, everything were on. But we were at the laundromat um, that summer. School was about to get started. We didn't have much um, for new clothes or anything of that nature. Nobody didn't really know, you know. My mom always paid her ties on time. And I remember, um, you know, my mom was basically telling us to, you know, load up the clothes that we didn't have enough to dry it. So we were going to take our clothes back home to put it on the line. Well, this lady walked up to my mom out of nowhere and was like, you know, she looked at me. She looked at my mom. She said, ask your mom if I could talk to her for a second. She could see that, you know, there was a language barrier. So I went to my mom and I said, mommy, the lady um, over here, she she said she has something for you. She wants to talk to you. And my mom, you know, very like shy face. She. know really as much as she gave she was one of those kind of people that i don't know how to really receive but you know as long as god is in the midst it's gonna be okay so the lady walks up to her and was like tell your mom i have something to give her and so my mom looked at her and she said no it's okay like god put this on my heart once the lady said god my mom was like okay okay you know so the lady asked her to open her hand and she put like 200 worth of quarters in my mom's hand and my mom started to cry and then we started to cry and so the lady, um, you know, she left and then she, you know, my mom was like, well, let's go ahead and start drying. And by the time the clothes were done drying and we were folding it up, put it in the car, the lady came back around to the laundry mat and she told me to tell my mom to open her trunk. The lady comes and she says, can, can you guys come help me? The lady basically opens her trunk and it's full of groceries. And so she's like, can you, you guys put these groceries in your car? And this lady was a stranger. Didn't know nothing. And when I tell you that day, I looked up in the sky with tears in my eyes, and I'll never forget. And I said, God, you know, thank you for sending us an angel. Like, thank you for showing me, you know, every time my mom would pray and be like, you know, God will send angels from every corner of the earth. He'll send strangers to help you. I said, God, you know, one day I want to do what she did, and I want to do it for children. I want to do it for moms. I want to do it for single dads. I want to do it for whoever just let me be able to do it one day. And that's what really kept me going. Like nobody, and you know, I tell that story often and people are like, are you serious? Like, are you for real? Like, is that real? I say, promise to you. So that, that's what, you know, keeps me going when you, when you least expect it, when you don't have, and just to be able, you know, just to be a blessing to others. And I tell people, you know, the more God blesses you, the more i empty my pockets the more room i give to for god to fill them back up so i could go ahead and empty them again and give them you know just help others so that's what really keeps me going
1: wow emma that is a story <laughs> <laughs> that is a story that is such a compelling story shout out to mom mom <laughs> incredible incredible and so this lady was literally like an angel out of nowhere and That's that's a message of hope. That's a message of faith, um, particularly during these times, because we all need that reminder that we're we're not stuck in our current circumstances and and that things really do get better, things really do get better. And that there are good people in the world who are open to being used for for good. So thank you for sharing, um, Ima, that story. And um, and finally, finally, I want to hear about what's happening in 2022. I mean, you've accomplished a lot. I know you. I know you are very driven. You seem very driven and motivated to do more. But what's uh what's your top priorities for 2022, both personally and um and professionally?
0: So personally, I am basically just really trying to focus on a balance, um, a lot more self care you know, being an entrepreneur, um, I'm actually currently also trying to complete, working on completing my uh, doctorate program in social work. And so being a student, um, I'm also a foster mom, so I'm a full-time mommy. Being an entrepreneur, um, serving the community, being in ministry, you you always have to make sure that your self-care and your focus is um, your priority has to be balanced so you don't burn yourself out. Doing this type of work, having a nonprofit, it you know, it's a beautiful thing, but it's not an easy thing. It's still a business. So for personal, I, I you know, just definitely want to make sure that I'm taking care of myself, focusing on my family, making sure that I'm having time to do, you know, all the things that God is calling me to do. Business wise, you know, we're definitely excited for our mentorship, entrepreneurship program. Uh, kicking off in Georgia in January with our career fair there. And then we're going to do another one in um, February in Fort Lauderdale. And so basically just getting ready for the year. um, I'm opening up myself to helping five um, businesses or five, you know, wonderful people who want to start up a nonprofit. I want to open up myself to that, to start helping, you know, others really focusing and engaging on, you know, grant writing and doing those things in that nature. But I'm excited, looking forward for the new year, looking forward to collab more, um, you know, with wonderful individuals such as you all and, you know, different entrepreneurs, different businesses as well.
1: Awesome, that's a lot. <laughs> and Dr. Ema, by the yes, time yes. we talk to you again. so
0: trying, that is man, trying.
1: That is last, awesome, one, one
0: of my big last things on that, checklist
1: check Check. and you're a foster mom as well like that's incredible um you've got a lot a lot happening in 2022 we certainly look forward to watching you rise and shine and continue to do amazing work you are a true inspiration um where can our community connect with you uh, on social media how can people uh, stay connected with what you're doing
0: I was definitely going to say I also um, am continuing my book toward 2020, sort of, you know, the pandemic happened. I wrote a book called From Pain to Purpose, where you can actually catch more of my testimony on, you know, more in detail of the nonprofit, you know, things that happened to me as a child, you know, how I basically persevered to become, you know, the woman that I am today and still striving to be. But Ima Pettion facebook instagram um the all giving tree facebook instagram and basically um, for the book or to catch you know any of my tours or any places that i'll be speaking or if you would like me to come out and do any speaking engagements um and also the theallgivingtree.org awesome
1: awesome well, Dr. Ima Pesnil, it's been my esteemed pleasure. And I know our audience certainly has enjoyed our conversation as well. We certainly look forward to connecting with you again in the new year. Until then, everyone, happy holidays. And thanks Thank very much, you. guys. Thank Bye. Thank you. Thank